Stampede. Garner is at 172, recorded 219, 2023. When a foreign country destroys a multi-million dollar structure in a country, there's good reason to consider that as an act of war. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, that's what's taking place today in lots of places. I'm not an apologist for Putin invading Ukraine, producing destruction and mayhem. I don't know the death toll that has resulted in that war, but you can be sure of this. America sending Abrams tanks and mobile missile launchers to counter Russia's invasion isn't going to slow it down or even convince Putin to pull his troops back to Russia. You can bet your last dollar that isn't what's going to happen. No, that will prolong the killing. And it might be wise to see where this mess had its origins. In 2009, Russia, along with Brazil, India, China, and South Africa, created a coalition with a financial reserve 
for trading, banking, investing, and even military assistance. Its acronym is BRICS. And by any measurement, it poses a threat to what has existed in the global order since 1945. I can't tell you exactly why this has taken place, except to say it's an attempt to counter America's control of how this world is being run. I won't describe our excesses. There's plenty of evidence the rest of the world has been watching what's been going on, and it's made people think we may not deserve calling ourselves the greatest nation on earth. A lot of people, especially patriotic people, would say I'm unfairly criticizing what has clearly been our historic advancement in humankind. But America isn't free of abnormalities. You can't say we're great when we have large numbers of homeless people with issues of drug addiction and mental illness living on the streets of our major cities, or that we have grade school children who can't calculate simple mathematical problems, or that we have children killing other children in our schools. No, that isn't a country's strength.
False pride can lead to some very dark places. If this country refuses to accept something is wrong in the way we live, we could find some major changes in our future. As things stand now in the global order of things, we may not have as large an economy as we like to think. We may actually have a shrinking economy. And that's reflected in our government unable to determine how much to spend on its budgets. And the reason for that is it doesn't receive enough revenue from taxation. Or put another way, our economy isn't producing enough and tax receipts are down. But as we all know, that doesn't prevent our government from printing phony money to make up for that shortfall. This can lead to some very ugly places. If the bread and butter economy in America isn't producing enough, well, then there are other ways of boosting its output. You simply change the priorities. Instead of building things for a domestic economy, you produce things for export. And if you play your hand right, you start selling vast amounts of products to the rest of the world. And what might those products be? Well, if our country were placed on a war economy, an American company like Raytheon with an income of nearly $23 billion, producing guided Patriot surface-to-air missile systems might double or even triple its bottom line. And why shouldn't it? If we just promote policies for selling weapons around the world, we don't have to worry about what we produce for our shrinking consumerist economy. We can keep making America number one by making war profitable. And isn't that the truth? A war economy makes a lot of people rich. Why, our ex-military leaders can become multimillionaires or even billionaires. We just need to fill the Congress and Senate with ex-military service personnel willing to keep feeding the war machine. And that's what our future can be a war economy for a balanced budget.
Lately, if you haven't noticed, we've been experiencing a violation of our airspace. We've been shooting down unidentified flying objects over America and even Canada. And if you're part of the thinking public, you might ask yourself why. Well, the answer may be we're at war and we've been trying to hide it. I don't like naming names, but when our president said at a press conference that Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline to Western Europe would never be permitted to operate, and then with a high-ranking State Department employee uttering the same sentiments, a few weeks later, that multi-million dollar Russian pipeline was blown up. Well, now, if you're a thinking person, there's good reason to believe we're in a war with the Russian Federation. Of course, students of history may point out when Russia shot down an American spy plane piloted by Gary Powers, over the Soviet Union, they did declare a kinetic war with the United States directly. So maybe these unidentified objects flying over America don't require a military response. But I've got a feeling when the Nord Stream 2 was blown up, Russia wasn't about to forget that. And our future may see other things besides our airspace being violated. The facts are, our country is at war with Russia, and China may be added into that mix. We may think we have a superior military, but I'd be willing to bet after what took place in Afghanistan for 20 years, the American public is a little concerned. War is an uncertain business, especially when your government's in debt. But maybe you haven't noticed lately, there's another war going on right inside our own country. In America, the killings every day won't stop. And there's no way the guns will be confiscated. America has an illness, and if it engages with Russia and China in warfare, the outcome isn't guaranteed. No, nothing is guaranteed in this world, especially if you're mentally and financially unfit. You haven't seen the last of me. They can say that.
things start turning south. It's interesting to note our Secretary of Defense has been crisscrossing the globe, gathering support for America's well-being. Lloyd Austin recently managed to sign an agreement allowing America military access in the Philippines. Now, that's not an entirely new agreement. We used to have access in the Philippines for years, but that ended when the United States was told to withdraw its military from Subic Bay in 1992, ending, and I quote, a vast American military presence which began with the capture of the islands from Spain in 1889, end quote. So we had to look for other sites in the Pacific to supply and repair our Navy's ships. But now we've returned to the Philippines. Also, Austin recently pushed at a conference of NATO defense ministers in Europe to increase spending on defense. Without much second guessing, it looks like we're preparing for war. America's control of how things should be done in the world is rapidly coming to a close. You'd be surprised at a recent realignment of the global order. Here is a recent list of countries wanting to join BRICS. They're Algeria, Indonesia, Mexico, Nigeria, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Syria. Turkey, and Venezuela. And it's not hard to imagine a lot of other countries seeking membership in BRICS. America's financial, military, and even cultural influence in the world is being challenged, and our respect as a great country is being questioned. 
We're facing the prospect of a weak future, vulnerable because of being a failed society. We may think our military will protect us, and we can continue telling the rest of the world how things should be done. But things have been changing, and America, for its own survival, may be forced to capitulate. And that is going to be a painful day. Our future may include losing a major foreign military defeat without ever firing a shot. But the domestic war we've built within this country will rage on. To say we're facing a dangerous future could be an understatement. We may have a powerful military, but it may be rendered useless if we enter into a direct conflict with Russia and China because it could be catastrophic. And so, politically, we may be forced to retreat from the world, attempting to prevent something we couldn't win at. We may become an isolated giant, forced to retreat, living only with memories of better past days. Historians will say the reasons are many, but it will be true. We weren't the only civilization to have suffered this fate. Maybe they'll say it was the corruption, the greed that weakened us. Or maybe it was the false pride, assuming we knew what was best for the rest of the world. Maybe it was our economic system that demanded we get more by taking more of everything without thinking of the consequences. Maybe it was the propagandists for the politicians who kept telling the people we were all right when in fact violence couldn't stop playing out every day in lots of places. No, historians in our future will say something happened in this country, but they won't be able to understand why. And that also will be true for millions of us who will be asking the same question, why did it happen? All we'll be able to say is, if we had done this or that we would have remained a free and righteous people. But we were never really free, and only the land we inhabited and its beauty were free. 
but we corrupted our connection to it. And regarding righteousness, well, that was just another of our false promises. We were given something that no prophets, no military, no deceptions could ever have brought us, and that was contentment. We built a troubled world, thinking it was good for us because we thought we deserved more, when all along we should have been asking for less. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard a 1996 recording by Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. Then from a 2002 recording by Christina Aguilera, Walk Away, followed by The Power, a 1998 recording by Cher, then more of Cher. Her recording from the 2010 movie Burlesque, You Haven't Seen the Last of Me, and continuing with more music by Celine Dion, a shortcut from a 1993 release, The Power of Love. Then to close, another shortcut from 
It's all coming back to me now. Celine Dion. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.